Welcome to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur show with me, Brenda Hector. I'm a business growth specialist helping business owners to develop themselves and grow their businesses so they can achieve their goals and enjoy the lifestyle they dream of. I'm also on a mission to revolutionise the entrepreneurial landscape for women in business. In every podcast episode, I interview someone who has an inspiring story or some great advice for women aiming to start or scale their businesses. If you're new to the show, take a moment to subscribe and please check out the previous ones after listening to this. We've got an awesome community on Facebook. Just search for Scale Her Up and join in. I've got Angela Kinghorn on the Scale Her Up podcast today. Angela is the executive director of BNI Scotland North, a franchisee of the BNI organisation. So welcome, Angela. Oh, thank you, Brenda, for having me. I automatically want to say morning, but it's not right now. (laughs) But in true BNI style, it's always morning with us. So um, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. No, great to have you. So, yeah, you're the director of the Scotland region for BNI, yes. Scotland North region, is that correct? Do you want yes. to tell us a bit about how your journey to, to, to being BNI director? Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, you're right. We, I am one of the executive directors of BNI Scotland North, and I can let you know just when you're ready, just if you need to know exactly what the region looks like and, you know, what we're doing. But in terms of the journey to get here, yeah, I suppose uh, it's, well, my BNI journey started back in 2011 when I joined a BNI group called BNI Alpha, which is the group that you are now part of. Um, so yeah, I joined Alpha as a member when I was representing uh, Henderson Logie, the accountancy firm. And yeah, like it's interesting because prior to my membership at Alpha, I used to go along to a group called Delta and I was in there substituting for the partner of the firm that I was representing. And for some reason, I just really enjoyed it. And I suppose I was pretty young at the time, uh, in my early 20s. And although I suppose I probably did feel really out of my depth going in there and do it, delivering the pitch for the partner of the firm, it was just something that I really enjoyed. Anyway, so when the space for um, the accountancy firm came up at Alpha, I grabbed it with both hands because obviously that's not a category that stays vacant for too long in any of the groups. We find that, you know, there's some key categories around the world that you don't really get the opportunity to move into very often. And the reason for that is just because it works so well for these types of businesses. So yeah, I joined Alpha in uh, 2011, 2012, and then in 2014, uh, the region got bought by two local businessmen, and Brian and I both became director consultants for Rob and Trevor. And we got to learn a little bit more about the region and about BNI and how it works and how to make it work for the people that were involved. And then they asked us in 2014 if we wanted to take over the region because they felt that they had wanted to go back and concentrate on their own businesses a little bit more. And um, I think I remember the conversation going something like, well, we can't think of a reason not to. So yeah, let's just give it a go. And in September 2016, we took over BNI Scotland North. And that's where we are now, four years in. Fantastic. So it, it was more an opportunistic thing than a, 
that you'd always wanted to have your own business then? Yeah, it's interesting because I remember Rob Hamilton speaking to me and sort of saying, I suppose, trying to sell it to me. And he said, you know, that he'd always maybe identified that I had some sort of entrepreneurial spirit. But yeah, I mean, owning a networking organisation is probably not something that regardless of how entrepreneurial or not you are, it's probably not what you go set out to do. Um, So yeah, it was an opportunity and it was one that we decided that we would, yeah, give it a go and see what happened (laughs) so yeah four years in yeah how's it going um yeah it's good obviously uh just like every single other business out there 2020 has been very interesting however we're lucky because we've actually been able to find another strain of the business that i suppose that we weren't you know in terms of um the online networking that everyone's doing now that even though we're going to look to transition our groups back face to face this is something that's going to stay now so we're actually really fortunate that we've been able to develop the business for this year rather than see any you know reduction in services or anything like that so it's going well um, but I'm extremely excited to see what 2021 brings just with the difference that we've got now so yeah it's great but I mean we love it so it's interesting you say that about looking back on 2020 and what 2021 is going to bring. I've had quite a few conversations just recently about lots of people saying, well, business has been really good this year, but I, I've got to be careful what I say mm-hmm. because I think people think that they're, the, the message is negative, mm-hmm. but actually there have been so many positive stories of businesses that have you know, ha- had had to change and mm-hmm. that, that that's been such a benefit to their business and, you know, Lots of people are are doing really well through 2020 and 2021 is going to be really exciting, I think, for for all of us in business, looking at at what's what's coming. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, with COVID aside, you know, Mm -hmm. if if we'd been doing this podcast a year ago, Mm -hmm. you know, what what have been the challenges that you've faced as as a business owner? Probably just the same as most of the other people out there. Um, I think initially the challenges that we faced were that we are maybe slightly younger than some of our members out there. So we really needed to prove ourselves that we knew what we were doing and that we were going to make a go of this and that we were here to stay um, and that we had our members' best interests at heart as well. So um, I think initially just not knowing exactly how to run your own business was obviously (laughs) always going to be a challenge because there's, you know, we can read as many sort of business books and listen to as many business podcasts as we like but until you're really in it and you're understanding you a little bit better and your business a little bit better and your clients if you want to look at it like that a little bit better then it is always going to be hard so yeah initially I suppose fear was our biggest challenge about whether it was going to work or not and I remember getting to the 1st of September 2017 which was on our one year anniversary and just felt like I was sort of letting out this big breath of phew you know if we've done one year then I'm pretty sure that we're going to be okay now and yeah from there I think that we felt like we had really settled into the running of the business. Challenges I think ongoing now Covid aside are that there's only two of us and as much as we're trying hard to build a team of people around us and we're you know we're doing well at that and the people that are coming on board to help are absolutely fantastic but we've got 
15 groups that meet and we only have four days of the week and there's only two of us. So as much as we want to have as much visibility as we can at the groups, realistically, we just can't cut ourselves in however many pieces that we need to to be everywhere at once. Uh So that's a challenge uh, for us, for sure. Otherwise, just managing people's expectations. I think that a lot of the time people forget that this is our livelihood and that we are running a business. So I think that sometimes people can tend to forget that because they, you know, you submit an application form and you, you sort of, you know, you're signing up to BNI, but you forget that there's a small business at the end of that. So although BNI is a global organisation and obviously we feed into BNI UK and Ireland that feeds into BNI global support team on a global level, it is just Brian and Angela Kinghorn that run the business. Um, so yeah, we've got the same small business challenges as anyone else really. Yeah, no, interesting that those you know, team challenges, time challenges and communication with, with customers are mm-hmm. yeah things that I, I spend a lot of time helping my my clients with so yeah you're not you're not alone for sure talking about you you said that there was a bit of fear will this work but you know you you bought a franchise and Mm -hmm. you 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 know that I'm a franchisee also Mm -hmm. you know what would what would you say about franchising yeah um, in terms of being a business owner I think it's fantastic and from my own personal experience especially if you are new to owning your own business the fact that you have something behind you that provides us a larger support network definitely is a bit of a cushion and I don't know if you agree or how you feel about it but for me I certainly you know I mean I know we don't want to talk about Covid (laughs) the whole time that we're on this but (laughs) if like you know we are in it and if I think back to March I would have been I don't, I don't know how I would have coped if I didn't have the support of the franchise behind me uh, saying, don't worry, guys, as a team, we've got this and, uh, you know, we're going to help you through it. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. And I think that as a starting point, I would encourage anybody to do it if it's going to be, you know, of value for them, of course, because it has to be um, a sensible business decision as well. So, No, I, I totally agree. I'm, I'm not sure that I would, I wouldn't have come down this route to be a business coach on my own definitely Mm -hmm. having action coach behind me makes makes a a massive difference to me and yes covid the support that we've received from from uk head office during during the last few months has been unreal and yeah i don't know how i would have how i would have coped either Mm -hmm. just to be yeah and on you know we we talk about rough seas and uh, you know we're not in the same boat we're all in the same storm in different sizes of boat Mm -hmm. and if I'd have been in a little boat on my own that would have been a very big storm to navigate myself so totally agree um agree there yeah for us in terms of the support that we get or got from head office you know it's not financial support it's just a sounding board it's just something that you can say you know that you know this is what my thoughts are have you seen this working before or would I be completely wasting my time going down this route because I'd rather know now you know than sort of do something that isn't going to work for us so yeah, yeah it's good we share a lot of best practice um in terms of the executive directors up and down the country and it's really valuable and just like with anything else you can choose the people who you're going to listen to and you can choose the people who maybe you know you they're doing things that you don't think are going to work for you so yeah it's positive definitely yeah it's good and that leads so well into my next question because you know 
as as franchisees, we have a big network of fellow franchisees, mm-hmm. but not everybody who who's out there in business on their own has that that network to, of support. Mm-hmm. So what would you say about networking in general and obviously BNI mm-hmm. in terms of the support that that's available to business owners? Because I, I find that being in business is quite lonely mm-hmm. because you're you're the, the only person in the business or the person at the top, you don't have the same support that that you would in a in a employed role. Yeah. So, you know, let let's talk about how networking helps there yeah okay so um there's definitely different types of networking uh and they all have their place and i think that they're all amazing but in terms of the support network that you're going to get you definitely need to make sure that you're going to find something that is going to work for you but also something that's going to have an element of relationship building as well because of course like we've all been to events where you show up and you know you get a ton of business cards thrown in your face and nobody ever actually asks you what you do it's more about Uh sort of selling to you Um, but I think it's really important when you're at any networking event to be more interested than interesting because if you're interested in people then they're going to want to engage with you and then ultimately they're going to ask you about yourself you know following on from that conversation so yeah I think every single piece of networking has its place because if you're not visible then you're not going to be able to be seen and get the business that you guys are looking for however the good thing about BNI is that we meet on a more regular basis and we focus on a set of really important core values, things like building relationships. And if you do that, then of course you're going to get the support, things like accountability. And if you do that, of course you're going to be able to get the support from your fellow members. So now more than ever, I've watched people sit since March and just get so much free advice from around the room because of the types of people that you are with on a weekly basis you know them you like them you trust them and you want to help them so I think that the support has always been there and that's why things like BNI work so well but now more than ever it's just ramped up so much this year so yeah um, I think that you know entrepreneurs business owners people at a certain level within the company that they're representing it is lonely And I think that by having these types of support networks, it's somewhere that you can go on a regular basis and just say, I've had a really bad week. Have you? Can somebody help me? Just let me know that you've experienced this before or not. Or I've had a really good week. I want to share that with you as well. So it's not always about support from a negative point of view, like help me, help me, help me. It's sometimes support on guys, I'm feeling amazing. My business is going really well. And you've contributed to that because you've been connecting me with your contacts. And I, you know, I want to shout about it and give you guys the recognition for, you know, the support that you give me on an ongoing basis. So, yeah, I think support's good, but it's all it's 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 a two-way thing. It's not always about support me when I need help. It's about support me when I'm, you know, in an awesome place as well. So, yeah, no, I agree. That's very good. So, also networking. Mm-hmm. You know, this this podcast is aimed at helping helping women to start and scale their business and, you know, networking's been a massive part of my business and clearly yours Mm -hmm. but what would you say to someone who's because I think it's quite common for Mm -hmm. someone to be a bit maybe a bit nervous or not really sure if if networking is going to be for them 
Yeah, I totally understand it. You know, we're all brought up to not talk to strangers and then all of a sudden you're in a position where you need to grow your business and what do you have to go and do? Talk to a ton of strangers. So yeah, I totally appreciate that some people are going to be more nervous than others because it's just the way that we're um, taught from a very young age. But the one thing that I would say is that when you walk into a room full of other business people, they're one, just as nervous as you regardless of how many times they've done it before. And also, you're the expert. So you know more about your business than anybody else that's there. So nothing that anybody can ask you is going to really be a challenge because, you know, you're nailing it already. You're already running your own business. So if you just take a deep breath and just remember that you got all the answers to any of the questions that these people are going to ask you. So I think that if you can remember, like, a couple of those really easy points then it makes it a little bit less daunting when you walk into a room full of people. Yeah, and I, I like the structure of BNI where there's there's training and and support and lot lots there to help you be a better networker as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that it's just about finding what's right for you. Is, is it, you know, a structured networking? Is it a less structured networking? Obviously, we know that BNI works extremely well, but it only works for the right person at the right time in their business life and personal life too. But yeah, you're right. We give out a ton of training. Um, there's thousands of hours of content on one of our platforms called BNI Business Builder. And, you know, you can learn from people's successes and you can also learn from people's mistakes as well. So even Charlie Lawson, who's one of the national directors of BNI UK and Ireland, has written a book called The Unnatural Networker, because that's what he believes he is. But nobody would ever think that when you saw him address a room and talk so passionately and confidently to everybody that's around him. So yeah, I think it's just about finding what works for you and yeah, seeking out the right training, um, the right coach, of course, as well. And <laughs> of course. <laughs> everything like that that's going to uh, help you on your way. But there's no real right or wrong way to do it once you find what's going to work for you. Yeah, that re- really good piece of advice there, yeah. Just don't be nervous about like it. That. Yeah. And I've written down the, the Unnatural Networker. I haven't read that book and I've read many a book mm-hmm. in the in the business sphere. So that, that's another one to add to my list. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, it's a really good one. He talks about the BNI basics um, of BNI membership. So if somebody's actually not 100% sure that they want to go into a room full of BNI members that, you know, all are very well trained in how to network in a BNI manner, then if you read that book first, it'll give you a little bit of an idea about, you know, what it's all about. So yeah, it's a good one. No, excellent. Thank you. So in terms of of being a woman in business, Mm -hmm. you know, and looking we're looking to inspire others to to achieve achieve great things as well. What do you feel have been the the challenges or the achievements that you yourself have yeah. ha- have had as a woman in business? Okay, challenges. Well, that's interesting, actually. So um, used to really bug me. So Brian and I, and for those of you guys that don't know, I suppose I've mentioned the name a couple of times. The other executive director of BNI Scotland North is my husband, so Brian. And when we took over the region, everything went on to the system as Brian and Angela Kinghorn. And I think that I just really used to 
not annoying me for any reason uh, other than the fact that Brian's actually got another full-time business that he's involved in. So as much as he has visibility within the BNI and the uh, groups and members within the region, right now it's myself that focuses on the day-to-day running of the business. So I think that because his name came first on so much of the correspondence (laughs) and the systems and things like that, a lot of our fellow executive directors up and down the country just assumed that it was Brian and Angela rather than Angela and Brian, which is the way that we see it. Yes. So, yeah, that bugged me. Um, if I'm just going to be totally honest. So that was easy to change because right, I, so. I just got them to swap <laughs> the names around. Um, and that was a little thing that was easily fixed. Other than that, I'm not 100% sure to be like, I mean, we work so well together. We're the same but different. So where my strengths in the business are, you know, and then Brian's the total opposite. So we do complement each other really well. And I wouldn't want to do it with anybody else. Uh, in terms of challenges being a woman in business, I don't, you know, it probably took me a little bit longer to get the credibility potentially from members around the region because I think that also people never really know how old you are either. So they sort of, I think, see, uh, young women in business whereas actually that's not the case so um I think that they think that maybe people think I'm a lot younger than I am as well so they give you a little bit of you know you have to earn the credibility don't you and you have to be just sort of a little bit well you just need to be sure of yourself and make sure that people understand that you know what you know one thing that I've learned along the way is that people don't actually care how much you know until they know how much you care. So that's been a big point for me, just making sure that people understand that as, as much as I know BNI and I know my business, I actually do care about you know, everybody else that's involved at membership level. Yeah, successes, let's focus on them instead because they might be easier for me. So last year, well, BNI UK and Ireland, we have an annual conference every year. And last year I got to host the national awards, which was absolutely fantastic. So, yeah. And I was meant to be hosting the conference this year, uh, emceeing the whole thing, but it went online and I wasn't able to travel to where I needed to get to. So hopefully next year, if we're in a room together uh, as a country, we'll be able to I'll be able to sort of take on my emcee role and do that. So, yeah, I think that for me, that's probably the biggest piece of recognition that I've had up and like from my peers in BNI so far is being able to host those awards that night. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like, I quite like being on stage. So, um, yeah, it was good. <laughs> on was stage great. in a fancy frock. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and that was another it. thing, actually. <laughs> I didn't wear a dress. I had a play suit on. And I think that for some reason that um, went down really well, too, because I made, I mean, it was very feminine. It was pink and flowery. And obviously I'd had my hair done and stuff. So I definitely was obviously a woman in business. But, um, yeah, I was just sort of trying to bridge that gap that we don't need to be too girly to be an awesome woman in business do you you can sort of just be yourself and be as comfortable as possible so yeah it was good that's a a really interesting observation actually and this is going down a route that I didn't know the conversation was going to go but you know often you see like women in business portrayed or or even used to be advised to be as manly as possible Mm -hmm. you know you you got a man up you got to be there be you know do it like the men do Mm -hmm. sort of thing but yeah. I, I personally, I don't think that's the case. What, what, what's your... 
Well, What's I, your take on that? Do you know, I think whether you want to wear a dress and sparkles or if you want to be in a play suit or whatever, then just do it. People are only going to buy into you if that's what you show them. You know what I mean? You have to just be yourself. And I don't think that there's any, um, again, no rights or wrongs. Just be comfortable because if you are feeling comfortable in your own skin, then you're going to show up every day. You're going to do your best and people are going to notice that. And I think for the rest of it just doesn't really matter. I mean, if I'm being totally honest, I just didn't wear a dress because I had to go up and down the steps onto the stage so many times. <laughs> Think about I didn't the practical things. Fall on my face <laughs> and trip over in my high heels. So yeah, that was the only reason that I probably didn't have a dress on. But no, I think that just you just have to be yourself. And I think that you know come on, we're way to go into 2021 and I don't think that there should be any real stereotypes about what people should be, how they're bringing themselves to you know yes. into the room at all yeah no I agree totally agree so has has there been any pivotal moments in your business any, any time when you know things have things have really really turned around and and yeah um yeah. I think that we're coming to it I think that already so it's the, what, the 10th of December and I am buzzing for the 4th of January looking forward to having a couple of weeks off but yeah I think that next year is going to be the pivotal moments when we can hopefully safely you know within a suitable time scale transition our meetings back face to face for the people that want it but also have this new online world of networking with exactly the same format the exactly the same set of core values um, and expectation but how people might want it now so yeah I think that we haven't quite seen the pivotal moment in BNI Scotland North yet but next year it is definitely coming and I'm really excited about it. That's interesting as I was asking the question I thought I think I know the answer to this mm -hmm. and it's 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 been forced by Covid yeah that this is where the the the, the, the big change is happening yeah so, definitely yeah, that's that's awesome. You know, like at the end of the day, um, we've been embracing it. Um, some people have enjoyed it being uh, online. Some people really haven't. And I know that they're desperate to get back face to face, which we will be sorting out as safely as possible as soon as we're allowed to. However, I think that, yeah, for us, you know, the world's like a much smaller place now. And BNI, it's a global organisation. We have groups meeting in over 70 countries. We have over 275,000 members globally now. So why would we not want to bring stuff online for the people that want that and that they want to do their yeah. networking further afield? Because, you know, here's it's the opportunity. It's here now. It's running. So... Yeah, I can't wait to see what we're going to do. And actually on that, we have recently set up our Furthest North chapter and it's going to build online. It's going to launch online and it's going to remain online. And it covers the area north of Inverness. So um, just for anybody that isn't aware, our region covers uh, everything north of the Fourth Road Bridge. So our furthest south group just now is in Dunfermline and our furthest north group is in Inverness. And what we're going to do with this new group is we're going to pull in businesses from the more remote areas of the highlands and islands that generally wouldn't get an opportunity to network like this because you know you're not going to travel from Wick to Inverness on a snowy December morning to network because it's just <laughs> too far and um, you know yes. it's not feasible we don't want people driving on those types of roads and potential weather conditions as well so yeah we're already you know bringing BNI to enrich new communities and it's absolutely 
absolutely fantastic. So yeah, we're going to use the online platform to do a little bit more of that, well, going forward. So yeah, it's exciting. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, really exciting. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's yeah. great. So in terms of, you know, the the purpose of this podcast, you know, the, the why why I created it is because I became aware that only one in three entrepreneurs in the UK are female. Mm-hmm. And that male businessmen are five times more likely to scale their business up to over a million in turnover. Okay. So if us as women did start and scale to the same extent as men, it would add 250 billion to the UK economy. Mm-hmm. And goodness knows the UK economy could be doing with that now yeah. after the, the year we've had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, me, I see see this as a bit of a revolution. We, mm-hmm. we need to, you know, be bigging up the, the women in business to really make a difference. How do you think that we can help yeah. in, in our way? What oh, can we do? Yeah. So I suppose we need to, first of all, and I don't expect you to have this answer for me. Um, everyone will have their own opinion. But understand why that's the case. So, you know, why are there so many more uh, successful male business people than female? And um, we can probably all take a stab in the dark as to why, um, you know, in terms of women are the ones that, you know, most of the time um, stop their career path sometimes to raise family and stuff like that but this is why BNI online is so exciting because what we'll also be able to find is that when people have things that have traditionally maybe stopped them to going to events like this at seven half seven in the morning then we'll just create something online at another time of day so it doesn't matter whether it's the kids that you've got around you or the pets <laughs> that you've got around you you know you're going to still be able to log on to your business meeting and get the same value from it as anybody else because of those because we can move things online and make it fit for different types of people Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that one thing that we need to do in order to boost and help women in business is identify what their what their challenges are you know why do we feel like there's less successful or there are not as many successful women as there is men and then give them something to to make it happen you know work work out do different times of days do you know I don't know what it might be but the answers are there we just need to tap into them yeah and it must be changing, like it has to be changing. You know, I see, um, well, if I just think about my regional team, I've got so many young women in business that are around me on an ongoing basis. So I'm not the only person that I'm, you know, connecting with in a room full of, or a team full of men. You know, there's people that are really successful um, women in business. So we just need to identify where the rest of them are and ask them what they need help with, I think. Well, you know, you've you've identified your, yourself there an issue and a, a solution that you you can help with mm-hmm. in your in your business. So you know, just if if all of us did that, then yeah. that would make a big difference to yeah. to to the you know that that balance that gender balance in business. I think we just got so. to be careful because I don't think it's because someone's a woman that they're not as successful. I think it's because um you know we're pretend you, you know people are potentially women but they have other stuff going on. So it's just about finding the balance for them so that they can do it all because I don't I haven't never met one woman that wouldn't be able to successfully raise her family and you know make sure that her business is running well and do every other thing that some women feel that they have to get done in a day yeah it's not because you're a woman it's just because you know we need to find the right thing for you to make it work yeah and I'm I'm going to mention uh, COVID again mm-hmm. actually through the lockdown I think for myself to be 
joining on Zoom meetings and, and Skype meetings or team meetings or whatever and seeing women and men with a child on their lap mm-hmm. joining in the, the, the networking or the meeting, you know, and that, mm-hmm. that sort of thing is now acceptable. Everybody yeah. is aware that, you know, we have other pools on our on our time and on our yeah when when everybody's been stuck working from home that that's become norm and acceptable and I think Uh, I'd like to see that 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 doesn't go back to how it was before yeah and it's great because how much more do you feel like you know these people now because you've got a little bit of an insight into yes another another area of their life which you just have never had the opportunity to see before you know so we speak about building relationships as one of BNI's core values you know I feel like the relationships not just through the support that people have been getting over the last sort of um however many months it's been um but it's just you've you've seen a different side to people and yeah it's it's been awesome like I love it I mean I don't love it when I can't get my dog to stop barking I feel a bit like stressy when I'm on calls and I think that she's the only <laughs> thing you can hear but I'm delighted to see people's children jump onto their BNI meetings yes yeah one of the best weekly presentations I've ever seen at one of our meetings was by a, a, a Rob Hamilton took his daughter to a meeting once and she delivered his weekly presentation and it was awesome it was the best oh, weekly presentation I've ever seen so yeah I think <laughs> I, that... I have I have teenagers I've got no hope of getting them up in time to come to a BNI meeting <laughs> no exactly not even if it is only in the next room yeah but um, it's great you know uh, yeah so I've absolutely loved it uh, seeing people people bring a little bit more of their personal lives to their meetings because they've had that opportunity so yeah it's great yeah no it's great so I think that's all the questions that I had planned to ask you Angela okay do do you have anything more that you would like to add to my listeners I don't think so I mean I could sit and talk to you for hours probably um (laughs) but no like I just think that just I suppose to like recap um just you know don't have that blinker up about being a woman in business because it's not a thing now you know I think that like we're seeing so many successful people men and women and it doesn't matter uh you know sort of as long if you've got an idea and you believe in it enough it doesn't matter about anything else it will work if you surround yourself with the right people and you've got enough passion for it so I think that you just need to get out there and just yeah get it done make it work get to that first year and let that breath out and then you know that you're you're going to be okay after that so yeah that's a really great message thank you and um, just wondering I know that not every member of BNI is a business owner lots of them are, are employees as well mm-hmm. in in um, business development or, or mm-hmm. whatever but what's the balance of um, men and women in in your membership okay so this is interesting um so i'm going to go back if you're okay with that to the employee part first and yes yes, i mean when i started my bni journey i was an employee um and that's how i um uh, started out within my bni journey so we welcome anybody that wants to grow themselves as well as the business that they're representing in any capacity so yeah it's not just about business owners and you never know who you're going to meet at these meetings that are going to give you the opportunity to you know move forward yeah like because when I met Rob and Trevor I was substituting at, for the partner that I worked for and then they sold me the business however many years later so get along and just get involved and you never know what's going to be around the corner sorry what's the second bit now I've gone off on a massive tangent yeah how 
what what's the the ratio of oh, men to women? Yeah, okay, so this is interesting as well. Uh, we've got a really good mix of men to women uh, in all of our chapters, and I'd just like to tell a little bit of a story about when I uh, was in BNI Alpha. So we have people that obviously uh, help with the day-to-day running of each of the groups because they're run like mini businesses. So, um, you know, we need to make sure that there's people at the forefront, you know, following the process and making sure that everybody understands the core values and the expectations of them and things like that. So when I was in Alpha, I got the opportunity to be the chapter president. And at that time, there was myself and two other females in a group of about 25 people at the time. So mm-hmm. you can see there's a quite an imbalance there, um, yes. you know, sort of three to uh, 22, 23 people. And by the time I had done my president stint for a year, and being at the forefront of that chapter, the chapter had grown to 35 people and it was about 50-50. So just by putting somebody different at the forefront of the group, you know, people buy from people. So when we started to get different visitors into the room that were women in business, they saw women in business start at the front of the group room and they decided that it was something that they would prefer to get involved in. So um, because we now make a really good job of having a good split on our top tables and running the chapters, we actually have a good mix through all the groups on a regular basis. So it's nice. So that was a learning. So, yeah, it wasn't just a, it's not a men's club. Do you know what I mean? It's about, yeah, it's for everyone. Really, really brilliant learning there about the power of a role model. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. to, to put if you put a woman up, up front there, then it attracts other women to join. Yeah. yeah. So you need a balance. Yeah. And I think that yes. that's the same. And just going back to why Brian and I work so well together, um, you know, yeah, he's male, I'm female. We've got completely different attributes um, that we bring to the business and it, and it works well. And it's the same in any sort of group. Uh, if you get a good balance, then you're going to succeed for sure. And um, anything you'd like to share about yeah, working with your husband? I previously worked with my husband, mm-hmm. actually. So I, I, I do have, um, I'll maybe share my opinion once, once you tell me about yours. Okay. Um, so I wouldn't want it to be anyone else, but it does obviously have its challenges. I think that because you talk about so many different things on a day-to-day basis, sometimes messages can get lost. So I, I always joke that Brian goes to groups and he uh, promises people things and then he forgets to tell me. So the week later I'll show up and they'll say, oh, but Brian said this. And I'll be like... <laughs> Did he? <laughs> and he's never said anything, you know, that we couldn't, um, uh, you know, we were always able to deliver, but he just forgot to tell me um, that we needed to deliver. So, yeah, it's interesting. And you just need to set the time aside. It's just like two business owners. You, you need to put those meetings in. You know, you need, you, it's not going to happen over the kitchen table or when you're sitting watching telly or, you know, out for a walk or whatever it is. You need to put those specific time, time slots aside in order to make it work, just as you would if you were, you know, whatever. Like if, you're, if your CEO was someone totally different so I think structure is the key for that for sure yeah yeah no that's good no I I previously worked with my husband when I was in in employment before I had my own business Mm -hmm. and uh, I found that I got to know a different side of him Mm -hmm. I got to know him better Mm -hmm. because I saw him at work as well and uh, now we don't work together and we don't have we don't have the same 
connection yeah. regarding our work. And I quite miss it actually. Yeah. I think yeah. I think it was it was good good to work with them. Well, Brian and I actually met at work um in a different workplace in two thousand and nine and when we decided that we were gonna move in together and things, it was a case of, oh, maybe one of us should leave because we don't want to work together and live together. So, well, you'll, you now know now know how that's turned out. <laughs> we've just done yeah. a completely, um, we've just done a completely turn around again, and here we are back living together and working together. But yeah, so it's good. Yeah. It's fun. It's fine. It's great. It is. It's, it's good. Mm-hmm. It, it possibly doesn't work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Lots of people go, oh, I, I couldn't work with my partner. Yeah. But yeah, it work, worked well for us as like, well. Some of our good friends in the BNI um, world are, they own BNI Durham and Teesside, so Russ and Jill Sodden. And obviously they're um, a married couple that own that region as well. And Jill said to me at the time, like she was like, just don't look at another married couple owning a region and think, oh, what do they do? You know, and try and do the same. She's like, just work it out for yourselves um it's not like you can't well just like say you know business not business no two relationships are the same so i think it's important to give it the time to settle in and find your strengths and you know potentially your weaknesses and then the other person can generally pick up where you fall down so yeah i think it's just yeah don't base what you're doing on what other people are doing because it's not going to work that way yeah yeah great great advice there yeah, brilliant. I've really loved talking to you, Angela. It's been, yeah, we could continue this for long enough, yeah. but I'm not sure that everybody would, would have the patience no, exactly. to listen to well, us. Well, we can maybe come back in 2021 <laughs> and you can hold me accountable to when I've said that next year is going to be a good year. So, yeah, let's That's see. That's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk to you again at the end of next mm-hmm. year and, and see how your business and my business and, you know, the 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 members of the chapters, mm-hmm. how things are going Excellent. through the next year. That's a brilliant idea. I will hold you to that. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Okay. It's been great. Really great to have you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Scale Her Up, the female entrepreneur's show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And please join our Facebook community at Scale Her Up. Please connect with me, Brenda Hector, on social media and drop me a message to let me know you're enjoying the podcasts. Or even better, pop a wee review on iTunes. I'm going to finish by reminding you, only one in three UK entrepreneurs are female and men are five times more likely to scale their business to over one million in turnover than women. If we started and scaled our businesses to the same extent as men, it would add 250 billion to the UK economy and provide millions of jobs. Ladies, you can do it and we're going to make a massive difference.